And in this episode, Moore and I will talk about developing a business case to help move your information management initiatives through any internal process. Hello, thank you for joining us. This is What Counts by Trailblazer Consulting. In this podcast, we highlight proven solutions that we have developed through our experience working with companies across various industries. And we talk about how you can apply them to your company. We're here to share our experience solving information management challenges, like creating and implementing a records retention schedule, creating an asset hierarchy, or helping with email management. This is Lee, and in this episode, Moore and I will talk about developing a business case to help move your information management initiatives through any internal process. Or why don't you kick us off? Thanks, Lee. So business cases. Business cases are not my favorite part of this, of this world, not my favorite part of running information management programs or figuring them out. Because the fun part to me is figuring out what's going on and how can we make it better and, and what will it look like if we can do everything we want to do. But we live in the real world where we don't have unlimited time and money and there are competing priorities in your company or in our clients' companies. And so the business case is an important step. And we're not going to go deep into business cases from a true finance perspective, but I want to call out a couple of things that are useful, particularly when you're talking about information management projects. With all business cases, you have hard costs and soft costs, hard savings and soft savings. The hard savings are the ones that the finance people love. And some of those are easy to find in an information management space. So if you're talking about a big backfile project where you're going to be getting rid of a lot of stuff that you don't need, whether it's stored in paper or stored electronically, that's a hard savings. You can calculate that pretty easily, especially if you have tens of thousands, hundreds of thousands of boxes in offsite storage, and they've just been sitting there lingering for a long time. Now you have a retention schedule. Now you're able to go and actually apply your retention schedule to to the offsite storage and start disposing of things. That's a pretty easy to calculate hard cost savings. It is also not a huge cost savings. Like you get something, but it's it's not gonna offset everything you wanna do in the world of information management. Similarly with um, electronic storage, the, the hard savings around electronic storage have gotten smaller and smaller over time because as um, you probably hear a lot, storage is cheap. And so you'll get a lot of pushback on, well, what difference does it make if we get rid of 20 terabytes of, of data? It only costs us X number of dollars a year to have a terabyte of data. True. But this is where you start to cross over into some of the softer costs because the real cost of all that uncontrolled, out of date, or sort of hard to access electronic information isn't about just how much it costs to keep it on a server or keep it in the cloud. The real cost is what does it take to find something? So what does it take to find something that you need on a daily basis? What does it take to find something that you have to produce in a lawsuit or an audit or some other kind of discovery or or information request response? How hard is it to go look for that stuff? And again, you're gonna have a crossover of hard and soft cost here because if you're producing for discovery, then you're sending gigs and gigs of data off to outside counsel to do processing for you. 
And that's a hard cost. You can quantify that. And if you're sending them, say you send 150 gigs to an, to an outside counsel for a case, and they come back and they say, 75 of this is duplicate information. And of the remaining 75, 50 of it is non-responsive. So you've spent 125 worth of, you know, 125 gigs worth of stuff got processed when all the information that you really wanted was left in that final 25 gigs. But you had to pay that law firm to process the whole thing. And you had to pay that law firm to process the whole thing because your electronic storage system didn't give you better visibility into what you have and where it is. That's a real cost. The hardest one to quantify is every day, somebody has to find something. How much time do they spend looking for things? How much time do they spend finding the wrong version of something? and starting down a path, making decisions on an out-of-date version? How much time do they spend not finding what they want and having to recreate work? That cost is real. It is endemic to your organization. Everybody who's looking for information pays that price every day, but it's hidden. It is hard to find. There have been some studies in the past the biggest one was by IBM, but it is more than 10 years old. Personally, I don't think the situation has gotten better in 10 years because the volume of information has exploded in that time. But at the time, the IBM study showed that the average knowledge worker is spending eight hours a week looking for or recreating information that is somewhere out there in the, the black hole that is your electronic storage eight hours a week, that's 20% of your staff's time. Now, if you take your number of employees, kind of average hourly rate, fully loaded to include salary and benefits and everything, and you multiply that out by 20% of their time, the numbers quickly become unbelievable. For example, if you look at a thousand employees, an average salary of about 75, 75 to $80,000, 20% of their time, they could be spending $15 million a year looking for stuff. So when we do this math, we look at that and we go, yeah, nobody wants to hear about $15 million a year being wasted time looking for stuff. That number is too big. Uh, it just, nobody, you can't comprehend it. And it doesn't really, it doesn't make your case because people don't believe it. They're like, it's monopoly money. It's pretend money. We can't, we can't deal with that. And I agree. That's not a real number. That's not a helpful number, even if it's real. But you can narrow it down. You can pull it down to, depending on your business, your industry, who are the people that are actually spending a lot of time looking for things? Where are they located? Are they in your corporate office? Are they in your finance department? Are they out in your sales department? Are they in your field offices? And how many employees are we talking about there? So what we usually do is work with our clients, figure that out. It's different for every company, every industry. How many employees? What's that average hourly rate? And then we'll, we'll look at that 20% number, but we usually take it down and we say, let's say they're spending 10% of their time. When you think about 10% of your time, that's about you know, an hour a day. That's not that everybody believes that 
yeah, I probably spend an hour a day doing searches through my email or trying to find something on our share drive or, you know, going down a rabbit hole of SharePoint, trying to figure out where stuff went. Uh, recently, I've spent a lot of time with a group that's got Google Drive and I can't find a thing. I have to have somebody send me a link every time for what is the document you want me to look at today. I believe in theory that Google Drive has a hierarchical folder structure, but couldn't prove it by my experience. So an hour a day, yeah, we're spending that easily. You multiply an hour a day times even 200 people in an organization of 2000, and you're still looking at a couple hundred thousand dollars a month that's being spent looking for information. So if you can make that better, even by 10 or 15%, by imposing some structure, by automating a business process so that the information is captured and stored in the appropriate place without someone having to remember to do it so that other people can come back and find it. That's a solid, soft cost savings. It's an increase in productivity. Depending on your organization, they may count that as real, as a hard benefit. They may count it as sort of a collateral benefit. But in all cases, my clients, our clients have taken that into account. Depends on the specific rules for business cases of, you know, does it get subtracted as a true offset or does it get um, sub counted as a, an added benefit? But it's part of the picture and it is unique to managing information because the tie between information, business process, and productivity is very real. That was good stuff, Maura. I, I totally agree with everything you had to say there. And efficiency is a key component to, you know, getting work done quickly, quickly, of course. But efficiency is also a key component to something I thought of, and that's when it comes to data breach. And I don't know if you can quantify the savings that an organization would have by getting rid of material so that it can't be uh, hacked by you know a, a, a someone who's uh, doing wrongdoing. So that becomes something that's uh, that's hard to quantify, but you should add it to your business case, right? Not having the material aids us in reducing the amount of information that is that could be uh, dis disrupted by a hack. The, the effects on your brand that that when a hack happens like that, is enormous. How do you put a soft cost around that as well? Uh, so those are just some other things that you can add to it. I think that's an excellent point. The risk reduction related to data breach is directly related to how much data you have out there and complicated by the fact that if you don't know what the data is, it's harder to protect it. So it's kind of similar to that um, reduce your litigation costs or e-discovery costs by not sending a lot of non-responsive stuff to outside counsel to process. You also don't have to look through a bunch of non-responsive stuff to do that. And in the event of, and as you're thinking about security and preparing for guarding against data breaches, the less stuff you have and the more you know about it, so you can put the right protections around the most sensitive information, the better position you're in every time. I think it's a really, a really strong point. 
And again, your particular business's rules will decide if that comes in as hard cost savings to offset the cost of your project or comes in as added benefit or risk reduction to make your project more, more attractive. But either way, however it's gonna be counted above or below that line, it can be quantified because it's related to volume and you can calculate volume. And it can be quantified because you know how much a breach costs you. You know how much your response costs and how much more likely it is the more stuff you have for people to attack. So I think that's a good place to stop for today in terms of business case, because there are you know other podcasts MBA programs, all sorts of places where you can find the details on how to build the, you know, do the calculations for your business case. But looking at that storage component, the productivity efficiency component, and that risk reduction, it's all related to know your information, know where it is, and only keep what you need. Excellent points. I think that was succinct. Uh, so please, if you have any questions, send us an email at info at trailblazer.us.com. That's info at trailblazer.us.com. Or look us up on the web at trailblazer.us.com. Thank you for listening and please tune in to our next episode. Thanks, Lee. And looking forward to the next conversation. <laughs>